I'm probably just going to do a hard cut. I just need to take a drink of water. <laughs> okay. <laughs> my mouth is dry. Ah. <laughs> oh. All right, so back in San Diego, back in the normal soundscape, which is to say, um, as much as I love Aaron, no interference from Aaron that I need to worry about, and no interference that she needs to worry about, which is the other thing. I understand that it is somewhat mentally tiring to need to sort of tiptoe around uh, someone as, um, let's say, detail-oriented as me when it comes to the audio Mm -hmm. that comes in through my microphone. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Especially tiptoeing around like your own place of residence. Well that's what that's what I mean. That's what I mean, yeah. Yeah. If she were here, then of course I have uh full control. Which is it'll be very interesting, you know, you'll get to see the whole process of us moving in together and where I actually end up recording from. Because our the tentative thing in my mind out of necessity, we'll have to have one desk in each room, one desk in the bedroom, one desk in the living room, because there's a possibility that we both be working from home and both need to take a meeting and not have anywhere else to go. So we need to sort of plan for that. Also, like there's no reason if I'm still working or if she's still working, she's still working that one of us needs to be ousted from like the living room and kitchen area. Mm-hmm. You know, the nice thing about a one bedroom apartment is that we can avoid those situations. Unlike now, Mm -hmm. but in my mind, I want to have setups that are roughly equivalent or at least transferable in both places so that either of us could work from either desk. Mm -hmm. That's the ideal that I'm working towards, but I'm I'm not going to like move my microphone between places Mm -hmm. and do all that. So there'll probably be one spot that is like my main spot where my desktop is which is where i would prefer to record from where it's all set up and all i need to do is swing the microphone into into place and i'm ready to go but Mm -hmm. we shall see if if you had like a second microphone mount so you could just like have one on both tests (laughs) would you consider that or is that just like no i wouldn't do that i would definitely consider buying a whole second microphone and setup (laughs) it hadn't even occurred to me (laughs) <laughs> oh, you would do that before, like, my thinking was, like, you know the piece that just clips onto the desk and the microphone's stand? Well, yeah, and I'd unscrew, unscrew the stand, and, or unscrew the microphone and screw it in somewhere else. No, I'm talking, like, just the... Oh, just the I'd, clamp? Our yeah. Ours are different. So, I mean, mine does uh, mine does go into a clamp, but I, as far as I know, there's no way to, like, buy just the clamp. I suppose yeah. I could just buy any clamp is what you're probably saying. And it would probably work yeah. any clamp with a, with a locking mechanism that I could stick the little metal rod into. into. Yeah. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. Just I'll consider thought. that. That's not a, that's not a bad idea. It's still not, like, that's not really much more convenient than just unlocking the entire clamp and moving it somewhere else. Mm-hmm. It's only a little more convenient. Mm-hmm. So it'll be a work in progress. My guess is that I'll try and have my desktop in the bedroom because it's, you know, it's a smaller space. It's more likely that if I'm recording, it's at a time where Aaron would rather be out in the living room and have access to the kitchen than yeah. be stuck in the bedroom mm-hmm. where there probably won't be much for either of us. So all, all that aside, 
I came today prepared with three small mm. anecdotes. Okay. But I, I need to sandwich them in an, in a non-ideal fashion. Uh-oh. In that they, they will go bad, good, and bad in nature. Okay. Like, okay. I'll, I'll just live through this. Okay. I'm not going to ask questions. I'll just okay. experience with you. The first one is rather short. Okay. But we need to take a moment to give thoughts to my friends and yours, the gorillas of the San Diego Zoo, <gasps> because they have uh, SARS-CoV-2, the virus that causes COVID-19, circulating among their troop. Oh, no. And nothing terrible has happened. They're keeping an eye on the gorillas. It's still basically unknown how, like, that virus can, like, manifest itself in just your run-of-the-mill apes. Uh, Based on the little bit of reading that I did when I heard this news, chimpanzees are often very poorly affected because they have more sensitive lungs, apparently, than other apes. Mm-hmm. So ho- hopefully it's all okay, but I got this email from the San Diego Zoo uh, giving me this information, so. Can, can I ask a question? Yeah? Who the heck was testing these gorillas for <laughs> SARS-CoV-2? Like, is that just something they do? Uh, I have no clue. I'm sure. I'm sure at this point, like they're with caretakers, like they probably are testing them. I'm sure that, like, if you're doing conservation work, you probably are taking some like blood samples from the apes just to like look for regular stuff. Like they get sick, and we have the ability to see what they're sick with. Like we know that apes can get the same common cold that humans get, like a rhino a rhinovirus type of common cold. Mm-hmm. They typically are affected by some of those. Uh, so this is, this is at least known information. And I would assume that over the last several months, when things as things have ebbed and, ebbed and flowed, uh, particularly I'm sure once um, the, the while over the summer that the San Diego Zoo was opened back up, that they probably were doing some amount of testing. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm sure they're not trying to stick a Q-tip in the nostril of a gorilla. I'm sure that they're using a blood test or something. <laughs> <laughs> but that's my... I'm sure that there's something that they're doing to be yeah. aware of this. Obviously. Hmm. So that's all the that's all the info I had. It was actually... It was it was an email from like the, the president of the zoo or something like that. Because I'm a member of the zoo. So I got this mm-hmm. uh, primary communication. In fact, the line in the email... Because I texted this to Aaron. So it's in front of me. As a special member of our family, I want you to be the first to know that blah, 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 blah. So that's why I get to know, because I pay them mm-hmm. big bucks. Nice. But not for too much longer, because I won't be living here. Yeah. <laughs> oh, goodness. So uh, second anecdote, the happy one. I came back to my bedroom yesterday prepared for two things. Okay. Mm-hmm. Several spiders. And probably it being very cold. Mm-hmm. It was indeed cold, but that's a solvable problem. There were no spiders. I was amazed. Wow. I, I I can only assume that we keep our apartment cold enough that spiders who are cold at this time 
are just finding refuge in other apartments. Yeah. That that's the only thing I can assume. But, you know, I'll reap the benefits. There were no I looked in all the corners that I'd normally find spiders and even some other corners that I normally don't look, and I found none. Not even like webbing. Mm-hmm. Uh so that was great. Sick. In addition, we get we get more positive news. I found a one pound bag of Skittles. <gasps> that was very much still good and full of Skittles. Nice. So probably to my detriment that it's still here, but I reaped the benefits and have enjoyed <laughs> many handfuls of Skittles over the last 24 hours. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not right now. That would be bad podcasting etiquette. They are, after having uh, probably far too many while I was working today, you know, when you kind of eat enough Skittles, especially when you get like that chewy candy, and especially when it's cold, so it's not malleable right away, mm-hmm. and you start feeling the sugar sort of grinding on your teeth, uh, that was when I put them away in my cabinet so that they wouldn't be immediately in front of me mm-hmm. <laughs> all the time. Uh, so now for the final anecdote. Okay. I was parking my car below Aaron's apartment in a little parking garage that's down there. Hello, Grant. <laughs> what are you on World? Are you on World Star or something? That's kind of what that sounded like. <laughs> <laughs> no. I really hope that comes through on your microphone. <laughs> oh, it definitely did, and I'm sorry about that. I regret everything. Are you, are you checking Snapchat or something? <laughs> I opened it and accidentally hit the button. <laughs> and I thought I had my sound off. I did. I don't care. Okay, I don't know what to tell you. Actually, that, that does give me a reminder. It's been way too long since I've seen a Water Wednesday. If anything, if people could use anything from you in this in these trying times, <laughs> it would be a Water Wednesday. <laughs> We'll see if I can bring myself emotionally to do it sometime here. Okay. Uh, but yeah, so I was uh, I was going into the tiny little parking garage uh, below Aaron's apartment. And it's pretty small. It's like, the setup is kind of dumb. There's like a central hub of parking spots. So there's like maybe eight spots total in like the center of it. And there's concrete posts between every two of them. So you get a like concrete post... Two small spots, concrete post. And basically every spot is labeled as compact. Mm-hmm. And then there's some spots around the perimeter that are a little bit larger. So I normally try to pull through one of the spots in the center. But there's so many concrete posts that you have to sort of, you have to really navigate your way through these. Like everything feels six inches closer than it should be. Like if you're backing out of a spot, the cars are pretty close to you on either side. So you can't do as sharp of a pullout as you want. Mm -hmm. But then because of that, you can't quite clear the spot before your rear bumper would hit another concrete post and like the other side of the garage. Mm -hmm. So you have to do this like five point turn sort of a thing, at least a three point turn, if not like a five point turn to get yourself out of here. And pulling in is pretty similar. So I'm pulling into this spot and there's a car in the spot next to where I want to go. So if you or if you imagine like the two rows, there's like the row, the first row, and then the row I want to pull into. Mm-hmm. This car was in the first row. They had decided not to pull through into the next row for unfathomable region, reasons. Yeah. And they're also unloading their trunk. 
So I want to pull through next to them, but because there's people around, I'm like more cautious. I don't want to be that close to their car. So I'm coming through. I'm on the left, so the concrete post there on the left. Mm-hmm. And as I pull through, I clear it on my mirror, right? The mirror is like, I probably had like an inch and a half of clearance on the mirror. But then I think my brain was just so aware of this car that I didn't want to get the like my right bumper too close to their car. So instead of kind of holding where I was for a little bit longer, I started turning to the left to try, try and get into the spot more. Mm-hmm. And then half a second later, I just hear the... Oh, no. As my uh, left rear door scratches in against this post. I, I want to ask you this because I'm not sure I was ever told this. If you're if your car is scratching up against something, what are you supposed to do? Are you supposed to keep going forward or are you supposed to try and reverse out of it? What's your intuition there? My intuition is reverse out of it. Okay, that's what I did. But because I was, you know, right, I had cleared it on the mirror but then pulled in tighter. As I reversed out, I did not made it worse. precisely reverse in the exact opposite way of how I'd come in, I basically went straight out, which means that now my mirror clipped the concrete post and it got scratched. Oh, God. So all this is happening. It's made worse because these people are there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I end up pulling around, like I, I do like a whole loop around the garage to one of the spots on the perimeter that was open from the start. Had I just done that, gone to this completely open spot right away and not tried my luck pulling through... None of this would have happened. Mm-hmm. And I wouldn't have had to take time out of today to go down to an auto body shop to tell them how much I have to pay them to fix this <laughs> mm-hmm. paint because it's like down to the metal and I really shouldn't let that just be like yeah. that for a long time. Yeah. So I get to pay them money <laughs> that like, it's not like if it were financially uh, improbable for me to pay them. I just wouldn't do it and just deal with it later. Mm-hmm. But like, it, I can do it. I just really don't want to. Like, I really don't yeah. want to pay this amount of money <laughs> to uh, fix up all this paint. Go to Home Depot, ten bucks or less, and you can get a can of spray paint. <laughs> deal with it like that. Don't do that. I'm not. Please don't worry. <laughs> that was like that happened. Um. That was like two or three days after New Year's, I think. Mm. Just just over a week ago that happened. Uh, when mm-hmm. Aaron and I had gone out over the Golden Gate Bridge, gone hiking around a little bit, seen all these beautiful sights on the, on the north side of the Golden Gate Bridge <laughs> that I had never seen. The kind of things that you see in movies. It's all foggy. You get this cool effect of the sound of the waves crashing. Like in San Diego, I'm used to like a very consistent, like it's always, it's like a white noise sound mm-hmm. of the waves and here it was like silence crash it was so cool and i was mm-hmm. super happy about that we had gotten some fried chicken to have before this it was a great day and then i finished it off by scraping my car in the stupid parking garage and then for the next week anytime i'd leave which was only a couple times i felt super anxious and unsure of myself mm-hmm. uh, and like i just felt so uncomfortable driving in a way that i've never felt since like a month into getting my license. Mm-hmm. So it was just very frustrating. Once I was back out on the open road, driving back to San Diego, and now that I'm back in normal areas, I feel much better. Mm-hmm. 
It was really frustrating. <laughs> I, yeah, I can believe it. <laughs> I've just had a lot of car-related anxiety this year. I guess yeah. last year, technically. Another thing that happened was um, I had... Did your skid plate fly off again? <laughs> well, I mean, that did happen in 2020, but like... That was obviously like like you're mentioning back in May. I have just not put a skid plate back on yet. Ah, uh, but there's a thing that I think I told you when I was parallel parking in San Francisco, where I bumped my hubcap up against the curb, oh, and, and now it's it? like it's a uh, bent out of shape. Yeah. So there's that that I haven't gotten fixed because it hasn't proven to be any sort of issue. No one's even commented on it when I've gone into places. So I haven't dealt with that yet. Um, and then I don't remember if this was over when I was in, in San Francisco for this like two month stretch or if it was earlier in the fall, but I had woken up, it was like 6.15 AM, 6.30 AM. It was Monday morning. And Aaron says, I think it was just Aaron just, it came, it came into her head and she said, Oh, wasn't there street sweeping last night? Mm. And Something about that being one of the first things that I do and it like clicks into my head because the last time I had contested with one of these things was back in Minnesota on a snow emergency. I had driven Erin home to her apartment and I had gone grocery shopping for myself as well. I'd stayed over that night and I woke up to my car having been towed because of a snow emergency that I forgot to deal with. Mm-hmm. And so I had to walk like, you know, eight blocks in the winter uh, after the morning after a snow emergency, carrying bags of groceries and then call my dad to bring me to a tow place. And I don't mm-hmm. have anyone to call right now. So I was thinking I got towed. Like, you've got to be kidding me. I let my car get towed here and I have no clue how to deal with it. And so I like, I swore loudly, which I <laughs> rarely do, which freaked yep. Aaron out right away in the morning. Um, I, I like, I, I, yeah, I like swore really loudly, jumped out of bed, got dressed and then stormed off with like no word, sprinted down the stairs, ran to where I knew I had parked my car. And luckily it was there because all they do is write tickets, except for in very specific parts of the city where it's like, it is a towaway zone, but most places it's not a towaway zone. It's just a ticket. And guess what? This ticket is $15 cheaper than the parking ticket I had received <laughs> only a month before in San Francisco. <laughs> it's cheaper. <laughs> so ridiculous. <laughs> so yes, just lots of car-related anxiety in San Francisco. And I had thought that I was home free once we had figured out how to get me a parking permit to park underneath her apartment. But no, that ended up costing me more money in an inadvertent way. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so now it's just, it's just great. This is the world is trying to convince you to get rid of your freaking car. I don't know. I'm just trying to. I was really thinking that I could get through this intro with less time. <laughs> I didn't believe it for a second when you said there were three anecdotes. I was like, okay, we're not going to be more. The first two are really fast. (laughs) Grant brought that a baby by Paul Trapp. We have two small children, um, a a small boy chilling in a diaper and a blue shirt. He's bald sitting next to a small girl with a very large head of black hair and a little polka dot dress thing. 
and the boy is, I suppose, saying, but perhaps we could just say thinking for the sake of this comic, shoot laser beams. Uh, and the girl holds up a pencil and says, sharpen pencils. And the boy then holds up, I assume, a Pez candy and says, dispense Pez. And in the final frame, they both hold up their shirts to reveal their little baby tummies. And uh, the comic says, things we wish our belly buttons could do. So, Mark, uh, given the intro anecdotes, I guess, maybe, or we could just ignore those. Uh, what's something, if you had one wish right now to do something, it has to be selfish for yourself. It can't be like solve world peace or something. Mm -hmm. Like it's gotta be something for you. What's something you would wish you could wish for right now? Like something impulsive. Um, I wish, I wish that I could have at least (laughs) (laughs) $1,580. Perfect. Any specific use? <laughs> That's not where I thought you were going. <laughs> Any specific use for that? At least I assume I know where it's going. Oh, it just seemed like a really nice number. Okay. <laughs> oh, good stuff. Good stuff, buddy. I mean, you know, if, if, you know, something that's immediate, I can't, I, my mind doesn't go to outlandish real wish places. That seems like an achievable wish. Mm-hmm. As opposed to like, oh, that someone could just gift me a nice house in San Francisco for the next three years. Yeah. That'd be a great wish too. Yeah. But that has like, you know, Actually, then I also have the part of that wish has to be plus ignoring all the taxes that I'd have to pay I, I, on the property. And oh, yeah. You know, $1,580, that's an amount of money that someone could, in theory, hand me under the table. Yeah. You know, I'm not reporting that anywhere. Mm, Don't forget Al Capone, buddy. (laughs) I don't think that I'm on anyone's hit list for tax evasion. I'm a very good citizen when it comes to paying my taxes. I probably pay more than I should. The tax man don't figgity figgity. The size of my the size of refunds that I get indicates that I pay in way more than I'm supposed to. Ah. (laughs) I am not trying to fool anybody here. I'm not trying to penny pinch the government. That's for sure. Or it means that you're just lying on your taxes, so you're getting way more back than you should. That is very possible, except for the fact that it definitely isn't possible. I don't know enough about Taxico to intentionally lie. (laughs) (laughs) I go on TurboTax. They tell me all the buttons that I'm supposed to click and the numbers that I'm supposed to fill in from like the two tax forms that I get each year. And that's Mm -hmm. basically it. Mm -hmm. Well, you don't actually deal with the form yourself, do you? I don't know what you mean. (sighs) Well, no. Okay. I'm going to shut up. Okay. Like Like, I was thinking like like, I download a form. And then like, yeah. I insert I insert the numbers into the correct fields in TurboTax. Yeah. So, like, I guess it is dealing with a form. You're right. Um, in my mind, I'm thinking, like, holding a form in your hands and writing down numbers. No. I'm, I'm but, doing the digital version of that, though. Yes. Yeah. But, like, the TurboTax-assisted digital version of, like, what's this number? Write that. 
and it puts it in where it needs to go. What's this number? Exactly. And it puts it in where it needs to go. Exactly. Yes. But, in, in either case, uh, $1,500 is definitely an amount of money that could like, you know, because this is the thing. No one's like keeping track of taxes based on like expenditures from like your checking account. You know, you pay taxes on savings, interest, and all that sort of stuff. But mm-hmm. like, you know, if it goes into your checking account and it goes out without any like weird stuff going on, then like no one's really going to care. Also, that money could be a legal gift. I mean, like, yeah, but even technically legal gifts are like taxable in a certain way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but isn't there like a threshold? There, there's got to be a. Thre- I don't know how taxes work either. I mean, I, I know there's that a threshold that becomes taxed. Yeah, this is the tough thing. It's like there's always the gift tax of like that's when like you're. It's actually really awful for a lot of people in bad situations to be gifted like a car. Like that's a oh, terrible yeah. thing to give someone. But I don't know the legality of like could someone gift me a car. If it's not associated with like a business, I doubt it. You know, like you have to put like all this, like that car has to be registered in my name for a purchase price at some point. Mm-hmm. Up to $15,000. Really? Yep. And then you in don't have to pay any tax. In 2021, you can give up to $15,000 to someone in a year and generally not have to deal with the IRS about it. Well, if you generally give more not have to, what does 000? that mean? Does that mean like they're just going to turn a blind eye or there's a legal code about like these gifts are not taxable? That That's such a sketchy thing to say. <laughs> I'm So I'm reading this off of... I'm, I'm sure it's generally not something that the IRS looks into, but still. <laughs> I'm assuming the generally don't have to deal with the IRS about it leaves open for like, there's like annual like limits like you can't give someone like fifteen thousand dollars every day and not have to deal with it it said in a year fifteen thousand dollars throughout the course of a year is what you just told me yeah um mm. (laughs) oh so if you if it's more than fifteen thousand dollars you have to file a gift tax return but it doesn't necessarily mean you have to pay gift tax uh the annual exclusion limit is per recipient. All right. Now we're getting answers. The annual exclusion is also per person. Gifts between spouses are unlimited. The person receiving the gift usually doesn't need to report the gift. See, all of these things are going to be usually because there's always exceptions to everything, I feel like. Oh, I know. Of course there are, but... But, like, in your general... Oh, someone gave me a gift... It's in probably... short, I was correct if for the wrong reason that I could definitely then be gifted fifteen one thousand five hundred eighty dollars at least. Yeah. As long as it's less than ten times that and be pretty much fine. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Glad to hear that. Wealthy benefactors of this podcast, you know what to do. <coughs> <laughs> oh, if we had wealthy benefactors. Oh well. But yeah, that's what I would wish for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about you, Grant? <laughs> I would wish to be able to get eight hours worth of sleep benefits with only having to sleep two hours. I appreciate that. I remember in an icebreaker a long time ago in the current team that I'm on at work, 
Mm-hmm. One of them was about superpowers, and I've always had a very strong stance that my preferred superpower is not needing to sleep at all. <laughs> mm-hmm. Not that, like, I don't want anybody else to have that, because if anybody else has that, then all of a sudden we're doing, like, 16-hour workdays. Yeah, then it's probably. But if I don't have to, that'd be awesome. I'm mm-hmm. sure Aaron wouldn't like that, though. Um, She already doesn't... Oh, I want to say that she doesn't like... We, we, we've kind of reached an agreement, but it's not, like, ideal that I sleep much less than she does often. Um, But that's mostly, like, because I get up... I kind of start getting antsy after some fixed period of time, like a little kid. Mm-hmm. And start trying <laughs> to wake her up when she doesn't want to be woken up. <laughs> Some, sometimes that's justified and sometimes it isn't. Yeah. Uh, so. <laughs> yeah. I'm just laughing at Mark being antsy like a little kid. I never think of you like a little kid. <laughs> well, not li- it's not like I'm bouncing on the bed being like, wake up, wake up, wake up. But it's I like... Know, but- <laughs> It's like uh it's just a general impatience like like from a let's 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 view it from the sweet loving standpoint of uh, and this is what I tell Aaron is well, this is a less less sweet way to phrase it but it's what I say to Aaron <laughs> is I prefer conscious Aaron over unconscious Aaron. Oh, yeah, that's so sweet, Mark. <laughs> but really it's like, you know, that sounds yeah, creepy. I, I, <laughs> It's not creepy. It's like, I'd prefer to spend time with you by spending time with you than spending time with you by you sleeping. <laughs> yeah, but just like, it brings up the idea of like spending time with someone while they're unconscious, which is like, seems creepy. Like, like sitting awake at night, just like watching them sleep, like, it's not when she's asleep at night, it's when she's asleep in the morning. Like, it's I, w- I wake up at 7 a.m. and she's not going to wake up for like three more hours. Hmm. I go for an hour long walk and there's still time left on the clock for me to like sit around, read a book, write for a little bit. Maybe even watch, like I did. Uh, <laughs> I watched all of Dr. Feelgood while Aaron was asleep in bed in the morning. <laughs> Oh my god. <laughs> That's when I watched it. <laughs> uh but yeah, uh I do feel bad for Aaron that on every weekend in the morning she's on a timer that she doesn't know that she's on. Uh <laughs> mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily know that she's on either until I just start getting impatient and I have to like consciously be like just wait, like see if she'll wake up. Uh, some weekends I did play a game of how long is Aaron going to sleep? Uh, I lost that game <laughs> when I tried to play it. So mm-hmm. uh, it kind of, it's a tightrope, you know, when you're not on the exact same sleep schedule, which we never will be trying to figure out how to handle that. Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Yes, I would, I would prefer not to be able to, or be able to not sleep. Mm-hmm. But like, uh, Actually, I do want to amend that. I'd like to be able to sleep when I feel like it, but not need it. Yes. Yes. It's kind of like the feeling of like, you know, if you're like a ghost or something, like you'd want to be able to taste food, but like you don't want to need food. <laughs> sure. Or, or like imagine, imagine if like you could always taste and have any food you wanted, but you didn't really like need it. It was just like a benefit, mm-hmm. you know, of like your sensory system. But yeah, with, mm-hmm. with sleep, definitely, like, it, it would get tedious to literally never be able to take a break. Yeah. You know, you, you have to assume that, okay, I can stay awake perpetually, which means that my brain is prepared for that. 
like that's sort of what's implied by you don't need sleep is that you don't need that like downtime to let your brain process the world and everything. Mm-hmm. But like I'm sure there'd still be times where it'd at least be convenient to be able to sleep, if only mm-hmm. for looks, so that people don't know that you have this power. Yeah, we're not whisked away to some government lab. Mm-hmm. That'd be bad. That would most likely be bad. I agree wholeheartedly. Mm-hmm. Being whisked away to a government lab is not something. If I'm like being a subject of re- like, ooh, being whisked away to a government lab to like do cool stuff, like, oh yeah. But like, but to be whisked away to a government lab to be the cool stuff, yeah. not quite as good. Yeah. Unless it's like, uh, no, maybe not. I was gonna say like Captain America e cool stuff, like maybe. But like, like you a, know, this is the thing. I don't. I don't want to be. I don't want to be whisked away in general. That's really what it is. I'd, I'd really prefer not to have that happen. Um, I don't think that I have the... Uh, I, I don't think that, you know... Not trying to be unfair to you, my good friend Grant, but if you were whisked away to a government lab, it may take a while for some people to notice. It would take me about a week to notice, right? Yep. Um, work, it's hard to tell. Uh, other people, way longer, but... You know, I, I think that there are certain people where it sort of, it fits, right? Mm-hmm. As long as you're able to have some sort of contact of like, can I at least change my email to an out-of-office reminder or something? You know? Uh, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> can I set up my vacation responder? But yeah, it would be pretty, it would be problematic emotionally for me and people in my life if uh, that were to happen. I'd be pretty bummed. Yeah. If all of a sudden I couldn't be posting my podcast episodes and talking to Aaron and stuff. Mm-hmm. Making good, good food. Eating a bag of Skittles. Mm-hmm. Think they have bags of Skittles at government labs? Uh, probably. Probably, probably not at the sort of lab that you'd be at. I feel like there'd be pretty strict food protocol at a, at the sort of government chemical laboratory where that you would be whisked away to. Well, they got him a lunchroom, like... <laughs> Fair. <laughs> chemists are people too bro like we eat we love that our our snacky fair. treats just as much as anyone some may argue more you just gotta be more you just gotta be more careful yeah do you okay I need to ask you this cause I don't think I ever have years ago when I was in middle school I think I thought that I was a super cool really with it ahead of my time kid in terms of schooling, right? Mm-hmm. I thought I was hot stuff. So I checked out an organic chemistry textbook. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it, was, it wasn't a textbook. Maybe it was sort of like a popular science ochem for dummy sort of a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. But I remember, I, I still distinctly remember the introduction because it was the main thing that I could understand. Where it talked about when you... Uh, really get into organic chemistry when you see a leaf fall you don't just see a leaf fall you see blah 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 blah, blah. <sighs> you, you know all that, all that sort of stuff <laughs> which is I mean honestly is the same sort of thing of like um like a galaxy brain type of meme or, or not a galaxy brain kind of meme what am I thinking of the like uh, the meme where it's like you know you're doing something and all of a sudden there's like numbers all around you you're like seeing into the fabric of the universe because you mm-hmm. understand math yeah uh, 
But I have to ask, tongue-in-cheek, are there any actual moments in your normal life where you actually do think of things that way, even if you can't help it? Like, you may not be the sort of person to to uh, hand someone baking soda while they're cooking and be like, have some sodium bicarbonate. Uh, <laughs> but do you at least think that sometimes? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, I definitely... I've also gotten into trouble of, like... Not, like, trouble, but, like, of looking for something at, like, a a home store and calling it by like a much more chemically named than the Mm. workers knew it by. And they were just confused. Like the Uh, chemical version of looking at a magic eraser and calling it like melanine foam or something. (laughs) Like, like calling looking for like a clear plastic sheet, like a, a plexiglass or like a Lexan or something Mm -hmm. and calling saying I'm looking for polycarbonate. Oh my God. Did you say that with any expectation that they'd like, know what you meant because like in my mind i'm just thinking like like, a reflex from your lab work like i'm just thinking like this is what it is it's poly like i'm not it's like thinking like oh i'm looking for facial tissue instead of kleenex Mm -hmm. but like nobody knows it as facial tissue and no one understands that would know what you meant if you said facial tissue that's the same thing as what i said but like but but I'm saying that the average person obviously doesn't know that it's polycarbonate. I didn't know that. If you had said that to me, I wouldn't know what you meant. <laughs> if that's a litmus test for you. People know the term litmus test, so that's that's exciting. I feel like most people actually don't. Well, I think people are aware of the phrase, even if they don't know what it actually means. <laughs> I'm trying to remember but I feel that like that's moment. Th- I, feel like I said the... that, and then, like, I listed other things, and, like, they I think they just really didn't get it. I think they didn't even know what to call them. Because if you say, like, plexiglass, I know what that is. That's meaningful to me. Yeah. I'm trying to remember exactly what it was. But it was, like, they were so confused, and I was like, you know, like, clear, like, plastic, like, glass substitute. And then they were, that's, like, what got it for them. And they're like, oh, oh. I'm like. Yeah. It's like, I know uh, you have this. I know you have it. I just don't know where it is. It's like, I, I believe you that you meant that to be helpful. Maybe. But at the same time, I can also imagine any worker who, like, gets it eventually would take that as, like, very condescending in the same way of, like, Jimmy Neutron in, in the classic way where this, I feel like, started in our generation of saying... Oh, would you like um, uh, some sodium chloride? It's like, no, I want salt. That's what I said. Sodium chloride. And you're like, shut up. <laughs> See, but no, I didn't do it in that way. No, like, I, I just, I, I asked I for it. And it then I was like, oh, like, and then I started naming other things. <laughs> but like, there are plenty of things that like commonly are referred to as their actual name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> In real life, in like you'd look stupid to call them by their non-real name, mm-hmm. and so like what MSG, but that's like that's just an abbreviation. The... Like people, well, people hear that as like the abbreviation, like that. That's a thing in and of itself. Like yeah. you know, if if salt you... had instead involved to be called knackle, like no, that would no, just like, be a, a word. I'm saying like you call MSG by like. It's chemical acronym or abbreviation or whatever you want to call it, rather yeah. than by like the brand name of MSG that you buy. You don't call it like 
accent salt substitute. But I assume that that's just like due to like the popularization of the thing. You know, whenever whenever it became into public consciousness as like a thing in Chinese food that's totally bad for you. Um, okay, let's not get into MSG right now. We got to move I'm just, on. I'm just or saying we're that skipping that's your like, comic. I'm just saying that that's what would cause that. In the same way that if instead of salt forever being a thing and it becoming the word salt in the English language, and instead like it was totally on the low down until like 20 years ago, all of a sudden we start hearing about this crazy flavoring thing from somewhere called knackle. Even though that's like that stands for something, but that won't matter to people. Like people don't know. I mean, some people know, but your average person, my mom knows, has heard of MSG. But if I said, "Oh, mom, you got to be careful of all that monosodium glutamate," she'd look at me like I'm crazy. <laughs> it's just I, like MSG I, is the thing, even if it is derived from something meaningful chemically. I, I feel like we are having different a different conversation right now on both ends of this right now. <laughs> okay. So I feel like this isn't very useful. Okay. Onwards and upwards then. So we got Savage Chicken. Savage Chickens by Doug Savage. Uh um <laughs> I don't know even how to read this without um, do I say who the person is or not? This is your creative choice. There's a dude wearing, uh, there's a, mm, got Han Solo clapping. He says, great shot, kid. That's one in a million. Captioned, the sound of one Han clapping. I assume this is Han Solo, at least. Uh, I think that that's a fair guess. Based on everything. Or else I don't understand the comic at all. You do. Okay, You're good, good this time. Um, I have a similar sort of wish-casting question for you. Where would you like to exist in the Star Wars universe? Let's just say for a day. Well, if it, it can only be a day, I'd be one of the younglings in the temple. Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Okay, fine. A week. And let's extend it to... Uh, speaking of the younglings, let's say, even if you die, if you die, you just kind of end up back, you know, let's just say it's like a, this is sort of a Westworld scenario, except for Star Wars. If you're familiar. No, I'm not, but we'll just go with it for time reasons. It, okay, whatever. <laughs> what do you want me to say? <laughs> I just want to know your answer. Would you actually want to be one of the younglings, or is that just your your joke? No, that was just my joke. Um, okay. <laughs> okay, one more joke. I'd want to be the the dude on Mustafar, the little like metal robot thing that gets like like plunged into the lava when they jump on his head. <laughs> <laughs> on which day? <laughs> Well, if it was, if I could only be there for a day, and there'd have to be like a logical way for me to go out, like it's a way that I could go okay. out. I'm not saying that you have to die on the one day that you're there. Oh, okay. I'm just saying um, you only get to live one day, yeah. or you know, one week, whatever you want to say. 
Not that that has to be the end. Like, you don't have to list every character that dies in a funny way. Like, you don't have to be like, oh, maybe I want to be Mace Windu. Like, <laughs> Oh, but what about being Mace Windu, dude? Or what about being... Uh... The pain is real, though, Grant. I don't think you want to have your hands cut off. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Um, I feel like I just want to be some, like, dude on one of the, like, dope-ass planets. I mean, yeah. <laughs> dope planet. Just some guy on a dope planet. <laughs> I feel like I don't want to be involved in, like, drama. If I'm only going to be there for a day. Like, if I'm going to be there for a while, like, oh, give me the drama. But, like, I don't want to get, like, all immersed into this drama and then be, like, pulled out you of it. You just want to spend just... one good day at Jabba's Palace on a day that they're not getting shot at. Sure. I, I, I'm i not a fan of Jabba's Palace. Oh. Let's say, like, Naboo or something. Okay. That'd like, be pretty sweet. Get a little, get a little royalty sighting, perhaps. Mm-hmm. As far as you know, it's royalty. Yeah. Or like, go visit the Gungans. Misa wanna visit Gungans. So this is what is, you know, it's good that only people of our vintage listen to anything like this, because anyone like thirty years older than us will be would be decrying oh. the fact that you've listed not a single thing from the original trilogy. I know. <laughs> and honestly, that was a deliberate <laughs> choice because everything that exists in the original trilogy is pretty much focused around like stress and death and <laughs> yeah you want to like, be on a planet you want to be die. on a planet that blows up do you want to be on a big metal sphere that might be half finished who's really sure or do you want to be does on blow up. a teddy bear planet of tree houses that one's not that bad as long as it's not the day where it's being were attacked they kid- or where they kidnap people and roast them over a fire alive let's not forget about that part yeah that's fair but hey, like, you don't have to be a stormtrooper who has that happen to you. <laughs> yeah, there's gonna be some dude there. I don't know their ways. I don't know where what parts to avoid. I don't know how not to piss them off. Like I, I suppose in the Star Wars universe, there is a very, there is a, quite a clear lack of uh, folks of your particular complexion. Vintage. Now that I think about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Huh. Wait, what? No, there's tons of white people in Star Wars. No, who are, like, particularly pale and blonde. I feel like oh. everyone has, like, brown hair. Okay. And then very oh. piercing eyes. Yeah. Are we, were we trying to make a joke about me being black or something? Because that is no. true. <laughs> I think you'd fit in on Endor. Yeah. Or you could go hang out on Hoth. Yeah, nah. Have a uh, nice, have a uh, nice nap in a be... dead tauntaun. Hoth would probably be one of the better ones from the original trilogy, to be honest. You would fit in there. I would fit in there. You probably wouldn't even need a dead tauntaun to survive. I would be well adapted for that environment. Yeah. My people come from cold places. Do you think you could ride a tauntaun? Uh, heck yeah, I could. <laughs> Are there any natives to Hoth? Like, is it just like the endemic species Those are of natives. like animals? Uh, like, like native intelligent life, spacefaring life. Like, how did Hoth get embroiled in all this? Was it just sort of like a a planet, you know, that they're like, cool, I guess we should take this one too? Yeah, I think so. Probably. Okay. Cool. Well, don't email us. We don't care. Mikhail. We can look it up on our own. <laughs> Mikhail, stop it. Stop typing. God damn it. Hey, Mikhail, you can email me. 
語らんまい、体